Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Not only a personal relationship with God, but God wants to be our Father. We're called His children. He wants to be our friend. John 15 says, And now that you're a friend, I will open more truths to you. Our Savior, of course, and our God. You see, every single person was created to have a personal relationship with God. John writes 1 John 1 on behalf of other apostles. They were filled with excitement. They not only heard but saw with their own eyes and touched the word of life, Jesus Christ. The word of God was written so that our joy may be complete. So if you're searching for true happiness and complete joy, here it is. This old, precious, holy book holds the map to our true happiness, joy, and satisfaction. Even in the midst of our darkness, there is hope. Hope because God is light and He can shine through us. Only if He is in you, spiritual darkness cannot exist in you. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of today's broadcast. Now here's Pastor Mark in the book of 1 John with part one of our message entitled, Share the Truth and Enjoy God. As we look in 1 John chapter 1, the Apostle John is going to share two truths that the searching world doesn't know about God. The problem is many Christ followers don't know these same two truths. Here are the truths that we're going to talk about all evening. The sticky truths are these. Share truth. John's going to teach us, and enjoy God. Share truth and enjoy God. So will you turn to a neighbor and say, I'm going to get sticky with share truth and enjoy God. Go ahead, do it. All our campuses right now, just tell your neighbor. We're going to learn how to share truth and enjoy God. Now look at verse 1. Remember from last week? John says it like this. That which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked at and our hands have touched, this we proclaim concerning the word of life, speaking about his relationship with Jesus. The life appeared, we have seen it, we testify to it, and we proclaim to you the eternal life, which was with the Father and has appeared to us. We learned last weekend that John is simply saying, I was an eyewitness to Jesus putting basically skin on, 
God was skin on coming to earth and moving into our neighborhood. Just as he moved into my neighborhood, one day he came by and said, follow me, and I did. And John said, it changed my whole life. Remember, John had three and a half years that he had a personal relationship every day with Jesus. As you see, he heard him speak, he saw him with his own eyes, he studied him, he touched him with his own hands. So John says, I, as an eyewitness, I have credibility. I can tell you who he was, and I can tell you what he did. Now he goes on in verse 3, look it. We proclaim to you, we proclaim to you what we have seen and heard. He reemphasizes that. I'm an eyewitness now, so that you also may have fellowship with us, and our fellowship is with the Father and with His Son, Jesus Christ. Now that word fellowship, I have it on the overhead for you. It's a word, it's a Greek word that we really don't have an exact meaning for it in English. It's called kononia, and it's, it means basically this, having in common, sharing with, experiences, relationships, goods, all sharing with, bottom line, a personal relationship. And the way when we begin looking at it, it simply means this, doing life together. We spend a lot of time talking about that, doing life together. Now, first John says this, I'm telling you about this so you can have fellowship with us. Now, let me just make a disclaimer here quickly. Remember, there's, there's uh, people in the church that are false teachers. Well, you can't really have fellowship if you're a believer in Jesus, everything that Jesus did. And over here is a person that says, well, I love God, but I'm not interested in Jesus. You have nothing really to share with. You have no common with. You, you can't. It'd be like some of you tomorrow, uh, in a week from now, you're going to be a Raven fan. And some of you are going to be a what fan? 49er fan. Whoa, there's one right there. All right. And, and typically, you're not going to be in the same room. If you are, you're going to have to call 911 during the game as you're watching it. Because you don't have anything really in common in that particular case. So John says, the relationship that you want to have starts with us. You that believe like us, we have something in common. We can fellowship together. Now, you and I all know that we can have a relationship with other people. Come on. I mean, remember, love God. Here we go. Come on. Now. Love God and love people. So we know that. We've been stressing that principle forever around here. Man can't do life alone. So people were designed to do life together. Other, another word for that, or different words for that, these all mean the same thing. Fellowship, friendship, companionship, relationship, even the word that we have for our groups outside, community, community groups. Now, one of our core values, our five core values at Calvary Chapel is simply this one. You remember it? Connect to others in personal, vibrant relationships. We get that from Acts chapter 2. That was always a key in the early church. The word was together. And I just want to say again, thank you to thousands of you that have now found your way into study groups and community groups 
Way to go. Great job. I was in a store today and a young man walked up and he said, we had our first community group last night. He was the, he was the facilitator. I said, man, I'm proud of you. Fantastic. He said, we had like 26 people. We're going to have to split already. I went, way to go. He said, I'm just right now texting somebody that asked me a question that I didn't answer last night, but I'm answering right now. That's all about it. Got it? Got it? We're connecting. People he never knew before. He's hanging with now and responding to. So thank you, thank you, thank you. But that's not all. John doesn't say, you can have fellowship with us, but look at the rest of the verse. And our fellowship, John adds the word and, our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. Now, just stop for a moment, look at me. This is important, I'm not going to spend time on it. You can't have fellowship with someone that believes in God, but doesn't believe that Jesus is his son. You have nothing really in common, because that's unbiblical. So understand that. So, I mean, it doesn't mean we can't be friends with them. But when it comes to the spiritual things, no, you, you can't have. So John puts it in there for a very important reason. By the way, you and I can have relationship with God. And if you do believe in Jesus Christ, he's the mediator. There's only one mediator between God and man. So it's not a hard thing to understand. So here's the first thing I want you to write down. Remember, the book of John is all about this. Know that you know that you know that you know. Understand it. So here's the first thing I want you to write. All over campuses know this. Every person can have fellowship, a personal relationship, of course, with man. But since John says it, we have to emphasize it. And with God. And with God. Now, for the Jewish people, this truth was unheard of. 2,000 years ago, the Jewish people wouldn't even dare say the word God. And then one day they heard Jesus as they were on the periphery. Jesus' disciples said, hey, you got a great relationship with your dad. Could like you tell us how to pray? Remember what Jesus said? This is then how you should pray, Matthew 6, 9. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. There's no way the Jewish people believe that was true. It was a shocker. But that was what Jesus was saying. No, 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 no. You want to have a relationship with my Father, and it's going to be through me. So here's the next thing I want you to write down. Not only a personal relationship with God, but God wants to be our Father. We're called His children. He wants to be our friend. John 15 says, and now that you're a friend, I, I, I will open more truths to you. Our Savior, of course, and our God. You see, every single person was created to have a personal relationship with God. You remember the opening statement? The, the whole thing that the NPR did was why young people are leaving religion. Well, I wouldn't be into religion either. That's where the confusion... The religion is all about what man does to try to be right with God. A relationship with God is already what God has done already for us, so we can just say, I'm ready. Let's do life together. But it's great confusion. Now, God designed you and me to know Him and to worship Him and obey Him and enjoy Him and serve Him. If a person doesn't have a relationship with God... As this young man already said to us, he didn't know he was saying it, that life has no meaning. He's looking for purpose. Life has no purpose. Now, early on, a French scientist, Pascal, he knew 
this truth, that in every human heart there exists a God-shaped vacuum. Centuries before him, Augustine put his finger on the root cause of this loneliness, this life without purpose. He said this, God created man for himself, and our hearts are restless until they find rest in him. Now, some of you here tonight are restless. You're searching for God. You're trying to find God. Well, you've come to the right place. Because John is saying, look, for three and a half years, I had a relationship with him. You can too. You'll see that. So at the end of the service, we're going to give you an opportunity. So just hold on. Now, remember this young opening statement from the young guy? I don't believe in God, but I really want to. He doesn't know where to go. And what was our truth that we wanted to say to you tonight? Share truth. Somebody needs to share that truth that we're going to learn tonight with this young man. So why is John writing about this truth? Remember, most of the people John is writing to, remember, this isn't to one church, this is to many churches. We don't know, just in that area, probably the area of Ephesus. Now, why is John writing? Most of the people John's writing to are believers. They're already believers. Some of them were new believers who didn't yet know they could have a personal relationship with God. It was very foreign to them. That's why we have the 101, the 201, all the way through the 701 classes. So new believers can understand the the basic foundations. Some of the believers in the church were now confused because of the false teachers. Remember that, well, that flesh is evil and spirit's good, so Jesus couldn't have come in the flesh. He didn't really come in the flesh. No, he did come in the flesh. Some of those that were confused, that's why, that's why John says, whoa, 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 whoa. Let, me, let me tell you the real truth. And then this is a huge one. In this campus in Melbourne, in Sebastian, in Vera, those of you watching online, I would say if you're a believer, the majority know the truth that I just gave you, that you can have a personal relationship with God. But a huge percentage of you know it, but don't experience it. See, it's a very different thing knowing versus experiencing. That's why John's writing. And then, of course, there were seekers, like this young man would be if he'd walk into our church, trying to find purpose. They couldn't find it in false religion. They couldn't find it worshiping idols. They couldn't find it worshiping Zeus. And at last... This might surprise you, but John is writing because he knows in this group of people, the false teachers were there. Remember in Acts chapter 20, Paul says, when I leave, false teachers are going to rise up within the church to take you away. So Paul's going to teach on the truth, praying that those that were teaching false would go, well, you know what? That, That really makes sense. He was an eyewitness. What am I thinking? What am I believing? So, by the way, what I just mentioned to you, new believers, confused believers, believers that know the fact but never experience it, seekers and false teachers, you know what we have in our campuses tonight, every campus? All of those. All of those people are here. So John's lesson will address every single one of you. Every single one of you. He doesn't leave anything out. So watch as we go through it. Again, why is John writing this truth? Here's the key that I want you to put down. Most people don't know they can actually experience a personal relationship with God. 
Notice what John says in verse 1 and verse 3. We proclaim. That word means to tell, to share, to make known, to declare. So John says, I'm writing this truth. I'm sharing this truth so that, well, I can correct you. I can encourage you. I can exhort those who need some kind of exhorting. And if you just listen to my teaching, this letter, this letter as it's read, here's what John says. And I want you to write this down because this is, this is very personal from John. Remember, it's a very personal letter. John says this, you can have a personal relationship with God just like I do. See, John's a human. This time he's probably 80 going toward 90. John says, I'm not just teaching you facts. See, that's what we're kind of have trouble with in church. We, we learn facts, but we never learn to experience the truth. Well, that's exactly what John's trying to say. You know this. Many of you believers, he says in the church, you know that you can have a personal relationship, but you're not experiencing it. This is a lifestyle you can actually experience. So let me ask you a question tonight on all of our campuses. When you have your quiet time, are you experiencing God? Or is it, I read my three chapters, I did my sticky note. Do you realize that God is there? My sheep hear my voice and they follow me. See, it's not facts and figures. It's not journal. It's not writing. It's not a computer program. It's not an iPad program. It's a person. It's God. So let me challenge you. You will go way farther in your relationship with God once you learn to experience Him. We're all rushed. I find out when I'm rushed, I don't experience anything but religion. How about you? Could I hear it? Amen? Amen? So well, when I give four hours, then I can experience God. That was a joke. I just wanted to tell you. Pastor Mark, you're really holy. Right. No, you don't need four hours. And here's the key. Once I learn to experience God, when I walk out the door, you're going to see in a moment, I don't have this with me, but I have God with me. And you're going to see that. So when I run into a girl at Publix, and I begin immediately thinking about this, how did that happen? Who told me that? That's the Holy Spirit. Because the Holy Spirit's more interested in her coming to Christ than I am. I don't even know her. Understand the world does not know that God loves them. And so I want to challenge you as we're going through First John to experience the love of God. You have to apply it. Remember, unapplied truth is like unapplied to paint. It doesn't do anybody any good. The value of the paint is in the application. The value of the quiet time is to get the truth, hear God, and then walk it out in our life. It's a lifestyle. You can do it. Some of you have gotten away from it. Come on back. Make it fresh. Make it vibrant. Make it real. Now, what does that look like? Like this. We learned when we went through our last series, this vine in the branches. See, it's a relationship. The branch abides in the vine. We're the branches. We grill fruit. We have a relationship with Jesus Christ and then up to God. It's vibrant. It's living. It's not dead. It's an experience that you get. It is not religion. It's a relationship. Now, you can hear the question 
at least I can, from you if you were listening to John. If John was teaching you this live, here's what I believe would have happened. Some of you would have probably maybe stood when there was a Q&A time and you would have said this. Well, John, I mean, it's easy for you. Thanks a lot. I mean, you walked with Jesus for three and a half years. You heard him. You saw him. You touched him. But you're telling me to have a relationship that's vibrant, personal with God and experience it now? He's been dead for 60 years. He is near. He's in heaven. If he was here, I got you. But he's not. Can you hear him saying that? Does that make sense to you? I mean, if Jesus was right here, physically tonight, not a hard challenge to say to you, Come on, let's just come up here and walk around him and talk with him and have an experience Jesus. So I, I wrote this because I think John might have posed this question. If he didn't, I am. So here we go. And I want you to think about it a moment again. John might have said this. Uh, which relationship was better for me? Number one, the three and a half years I actually physically lived with Jesus every day Or the lifestyle that started the day God the Holy Spirit came to live inside of me. Now, which do you think John would have answered with? Come on. How how many think, number one, John would have said it was way better when Jesus was here. How, How many think? Come on. Think now. Come on. Come on. Think. Okay. How many think number two? Now, why do you think number two? Why do you think that's better? Well, one day when Jesus went to the woman at the well, remember? The disciples went in to get two Big Macs for a buck. They went into town. (laughs) Jesus wasn't with them. There was one time that Jesus said to the twelve, You're on your own. Have a nice day. And out they went. Jesus wasn't with them. Those of you that answered number two, you're exactly right. Because there's never a day that John lived. Even while being boiled in oil and surviving that. Even left to the island of Patmos as he wrote the book of Revelation. There was never a day that he wasn't in vibrant personal relationship with God because the Holy Spirit was in him. Now look where that brings you and I. For some of you, that's strange. It's new. It doesn't make any sense to us at all. So I want us to turn just quickly to remind ourselves. Turn to John. John writes this. John chapter 14. You know that John would have answered number two answer because he's the one that taught us what really took place. So look down at verse 15. Jesus has his disciples together and he says to them, I'm getting ready to go to the cross. I'm going to be crucified, then I'm going to heaven. I'm leaving the earth. And you can imagine the disciples are shocked. Wait a minute. <laughs> like you told us to follow you, and we're going to be here with nobody to follow? How in the world that's going to work? God created us to connect with each other. This is done through fellowship and prayer. It's important to connect with others, but it's very important to have a relationship with God through Jesus. This is how we grow. Pastor Mark reminded us that every person can have fellowship or a personal relationship with man and God. This is the most important relationship that you will ever have in your life. 
You've been listening to Lessons for Living, the teaching ministry of Mark Balmer of Calvary Chapel, Melbourne. Each day here on Lessons for Living, we share messages that Pastor Mark taught at the main campus in Melbourne. Maybe you're listening right now in Brevard County and you don't have a home church. And today's message was exactly what you were looking for. Join us for worship. We meet at the Melbourne and Vieira campuses on Saturday night at 6 p.m. and Sunday morning at 8.30 and 10.45 a.m. And those in the Sebastian area can join us Saturday nights at 6 p.m. and Sunday mornings at 10.45 a.m. For more information, call us toll-free at 866-779-3441. That's 866-779-3441. Or log on to LessonsForLivingRadio.com and follow the link to the church website. Now be sure and tune in next time as Pastor Mark teaches that the world does not know that God loves them. This may be hard to believe, but it is true. How is it possible to have a relationship with God? Pastor Mark will show us that it's very possible to have a living, vibrant relationship with God. But we must take the first step towards that relationship. God is waiting for you to come to Him. Well, that's all the time we have for today's broadcast. From all of the production team here at Lessons for Living, we want to say thank you for tuning in. And may God bless you. And together, let's do life right. seen and our ears have heard his word made flesh in a hurting world a new hope he is giving lord let us hear your 